and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Our text for today comes from 1 Timothy chapter 2. We hear verse 1 again. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. So far, our text. Tonight's sermon is going to be extremely simple. It's nothing new or profound. For some of you, it might even be redundant. Nevertheless, for most of us, myself included, I believe this sermon is an absolute necessary reminder. Even though it's nothing new, we need to hear it again. Today, we're going to talk all about prayer. Well, actually, we're going to talk about your communication with God. Did you pick up from our theme verse today how many different ways St. Paul lists for you to talk to God? He doesn't just say, I urge you to pray. Oh no, he urges supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving. Four, four different words to describe how to communicate with God. Now we could spend the next 10 minutes defining each of these four words and examining how they're different, even though they all sound very similar. But instead, I want to stick to St. Paul's emphasis. St. Paul's not trying to be fancy. He's not trying to say these are the only four ways to pray and that we should learn them and use them. No, St. Paul is emphatically urging us just to communicate with God. He wants us to go to God and start a conversation. Make supplications, say your prayers, speak intercessions on behalf of others. Give thanks. Do one of them, do all of them, just get busy talking. St. Paul is really urging us to reflect on our own identity. See, as Christians, as children of God, we should have a healthy, vibrant thriving communication, constantly going with God. We are His children. He is our Father. We are in a relationship with Him, and every relationship needs communication. The fact that we are in this relationship with Him should automatically imply that we talk to Him a lot. In fact, Luther goes so far as to say that prayer, communication with God, is not optional. If you truly believe in God and follow Him by living according to His will, then communication is absolutely a must. Let's look at the second commandment in the small catechism. Second commandment says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie or deceive by His name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise and give thanks. This command of God to not misuse his name, not only has the idea that we don't say it the wrong way, it naturally has the idea attached to it that we should also use his name in the proper way. This means that we speak his name, and we speak to him constantly as we call out to him, pray to him, praise him, give thanks to him. You and I, the the children of God, the people who have had His name placed on us through our baptism, part of who we are is in a relationship with Him, being people who talk to Him, converse, speak, 
on a frequent basis. As sinners who have been redeemed, who have been saved by our God, it's not only our privilege and pleasure to talk to Him, it's our duty to call upon the name of our Lord. Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name. Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord because He has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because He has inclined His ear to me, therefore I will call on His name as long as I live. Romans 10 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God's Word makes it abundantly clear that if we are His people, we will call on His name. Not just once, But in every trouble, with every prayer, every time we praise Him, every time we thank Him, we will use His name properly and faithfully live according to His will. It's exactly what St. Paul says after he urges us with this. He reminds us, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. God loves every single time you talk to him. His word says so. So here's the million dollar question for you today. What does your communication with God look like? Notice I didn't ask what does your prayer life look like because far too often I think we turn prayer into something too formal where we think we have to go through all the right steps and say all the right things. So if I were to ask you what does your prayer life look like You might be tempted to say, well, I pray before meals, and I pray every night before bed, but during the day, I just don't have the time to go find a quiet place, get down on my knees, fold my hands, close my eyes, and talk to God in a well-thought-out manner. Okay, that is a great way to pray and give God your undivided attention, but that's not what St. Paul is talking about, and that's not what I'm asking about. Look at St. Paul's urge again. Look at all the different ways he encourages you to talk to God. And I ask you again, what does your conversation with God look like? Are you talking to him frequently throughout the day or only at night right before bed? Do you talk to him as if he's right there with you like a friend? Or do you talk to him like you're sending an email to someone halfway across the world waiting for a response back? Do you talk to him every day? Or do you go a couple of days at a time without talking to him at all? When you talk to him, is it all about you? Or maybe let's say 70% you, 30% your loved ones? Or do you really pray for all people? Are you making supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings for all people? If your answers to those questions made you squirm a little, if you're feeling a little guilt and shame, if you're glad nobody knows your answers, that's good. Well, it's not, but it is. Because this means you are honestly reflecting on your communication with God. And you are confessing it's not as healthy as it should be. See, that's far better than simply saying, oh yeah, I've got the perfect prayer life. I guess this sermon's not for me. Wrong. Even if you have an extremely healthy prayer life, even if prayer is your spiritual gift and you are a true prayer warrior, guess what? It can always be better. 
For the rest of us, though, and I'm in this other group, for those of us that just confessed, we don't talk to God as often as we should. We don't talk to him as a friend sitting right beside us. We don't even talk to him every day. For those of us that just confessed, our prayer life is pretty much me, me, me. Here's the good news. There is one God. And there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. This good news is that Christ died on the cross not only to restore your relationship with God so that you have the freedom and gift to talk directly to him. He died on the cross to forgive you for all the times that you've failed to use that gift. He took all your sins of silence. All those times you should have called on the name of the Lord, but didn't. He took all your sins of selfishness. All those times you only talked about yourself to God and forgot about all those others around you who really need your intercession. He took all your sins of misusing the name of the Lord. All the times you swore and cursed his name instead of praised him. He took all of them to the cross, covered them in his blood, and forgave them. You are forgiven. You are a redeemed child of God. And so am I. And so what should we do with this salvation, this forgiveness, this new freedom we have through Christ alone? We should call upon His name. Praise Him. Give thanks to Him. Start talking to Him and never quit. Talk to Him every single day. Talk to Him as if He's right there with you. Because He is right there with you through everything you do. Talk to Him about everything you're doing all day long. Call upon Him in every trouble, not just the big ones. Every little trouble, even if the organ won't start, call on the name of the Lord. Speak to Him through every good, great, enjoyable moment. Thank Him for every blessing you have in your life. Lift up all those around you to Him. Hear St. Paul's urge to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings for all people. You are a redeemed child of God. You have the never-ending forgiveness of the cross covering every one of your sins. You have an eternal relationship with your Savior. And you have the precious, the so precious gift to be able to go directly to God and talk to Him anytime, anywhere, about anything. And He wants to hear from you. He loves when you speak to Him. So that's why St. Paul urges us to use this amazing gift, this privilege, this power we have to bring everything to the God of the universe. And He reminds us not to be selfish about it. Don't get so busy talking about yourself, you forget to pray for others. Don't be so arrogant that you make your conversation with God quite dull by only talking about me, me, me. Don't squander your identity as a baptized, redeemed child of God by not using that relationship you have with the Heavenly Father for the good of others. Talk to God. Talk to Him constantly without end. Make supplications for all people. Pray for all people. 
make intercessions for all people, give thanks for all people. This is who you are called to be as a child of God who lives in a relationship with your God. So today, even though there's not very many of us here tonight, we're going to do something a little different. I'm preaching about how we are a people of prayer, a people who talk to God about everything. And I could end the sermon here and encourage you, go home and start that conversation on your own. But to me, that'd be like a coach saying, my team needs more drills, so we're going to end practice early. You go home and do drills on your own. No, no, no. A good coach, if he thinks his or her team needs practice, he runs a practice. So as I reflect on myself and confess that I am a child of God who needs to work on using the gift of prayer for more than just myself, I'm reassured you probably do too. So we're going to work on this together right here, right now. And I know some of you are probably extremely scared to death of praying out loud. And I understand it's a fear you're not just making up. But if you're scared to jump off the diving board, what does a good older brother do? Throw you off the diving board. Okay, I'm not going to throw you off the diving board. But let me ask you this simple question. If a complete stranger walked up to you, said good morning, good evening, introduced themselves and asked you a question, would you be able to talk and answer the question? Absolutely. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if you're not sure what quite to say, you'd be able to just talk, right? Well, God is starting the conversation, and he's not a stranger. You know who God is. So even if it's uncomfortable, just start talking. Just have that conversation with him. And all those thoughts of peer pressure that everybody else around listening to you, judging you, it's all in your head. These are all brothers and sisters in Christ who love you and care about you and are just thankful you're talking to God just as much as you're happy they're talking to God. So this is what we do in confirmation class. At the end of every class, we make one of the students pray out loud in front of all the other students. Why? Because it's good for them to learn that they are able to pray out loud, that it's not a scary thing, and that they can just talk to God. So if 7th and 8th graders can do it, you can too. And I'm not even asking you to pray in front of the whole congregation. What we're going to do is just use the next two or three minutes, break up into groups of three, four, or five people, and just take turns talking to God. No pressure, no judgment. It can be short and sweet and simple, nothing fancy. You're just talking to God. If you know of someone who really needs to be lifted to God, you can talk about them. If not, we're going to put a list up on the screen of all different groups of people that need prayer. You can pick somebody off that list and talk to God about them. It's not a contest to see who can talk the best or who can say the right words the right way. We're just simply going to live out Paul's urge to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving for all people. So, Jeff, if you want to put the next slide up for us, go ahead, get into groups, and take turns talking to God. Hi, Keely.
All right. Well, if you're having really good prayers, you can meet back up after church and keep it going. Thank you for participating. We are the children of God. We have one God, one Savior, Jesus Christ, who can answer any prayer and hears every prayer we have to offer. Live out St. Paul's urge. Make supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings for all people, always and forever. Amen. Now this, the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, keep and guard our hearts and minds in the one true faith till life ever after. Amen. We stand as we pray together as a congregation. Let us pray to the Lord on behalf of his church, the nation, the world, and all people according to their needs. O Lord, O Christ, O Lord, God the Father in heaven, God the Son, Redeemer of the world, God the Holy Spirit, be gracious to us. For the joyful proclamation of the gospel here and throughout the world, that those who hear may be brought to faith, strengthened in faith, and equipped to live out faithfully their baptismal calling, let us pray to the Lord. For God's holy church, here and everywhere, for those who have been called to serve as her pastors and church workers, for those preparing for church work vocations, and for those now considering full-time church work, that they may be guarded against the assaults of the evil one, encouraged in their callings, and prepared to serve faithfully for the sake of the kingdom, let us pray to the Lord. For our care and nurture of the children God has given to us, in the homes where our families dwell, in the churches and educational ministries where we support the parents and extend what begins in the home, and for those who teach our children, let us pray to the Lord. For our communion this day, upon the body and blood of our Lord, for hearts moved to repentance and faith, and for the fruits of this sacrament to be born in the lives of holiness and righteousness, let us pray to the Lord. For our president, for the Congress, for our governor, for the legislature, for judges and magistrates, and for all entrusted with authority and given positions of leadership in our government, that they may serve well, act with integrity, and heed the voice of God's word in the fulfillment of their duties, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and homeless, for the hungry and unemployed, for the victims of violence and prejudice, that the Lord would preserve them and grant them aid and relief from all adversary and trouble, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and those who suffer, for those troubled in mind, for the grieving and their sorrows, especially the family and friends of Elizabeth Duke, and for the dying in their last hours, that the Lord would grant them the comfort of his presence, relief according to his will and peace in their hearts, let us pray to the Lord. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. O Lord, O Christ, O Lord, amen. You may be seated for the offering.
please stand. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave by his glorious resurrection, opened us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray together as our Lord has taught us. Our Father.
we stand to sing, thank the Lord. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have renewed us through this holy gift. And we ask you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in Christ-like love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. be seated. Good to worship with all of you. Just a few quick announcements to draw your attention to. We have the Great Outdoors Banquet coming up next Sunday. So that's open for anybody. Anybody's welcome any age, anyone at all. Bring your family, bring your friends. Uh, we'll have a spaghetti dinner. We're going to have lots of fun games for the kids beforehand. 
And then this year we're going with Trophies of Grace. They're a really cool nationwide organization. Um, they make replicas of all the like state record deer and different things. So they have these beautiful mounts. But then they also tell the story of how the, you know, the hunter got that deer in a way that points to the gospel and share the gospel through the outdoors of God. And so they uh, do this on a professional level. They're very good. Um, and so then that, and then we'll have prizes at the end um, that everybody who comes gets one ticket to put in and can win some cool hunting stuff. So if you're interested in that, talk to me after church. I'll get you tickets. We're only selling 150, and we only have like 90 left. So they're selling out. So um, please talk to me soon if you are interested or if you know anybody who might be interested, let us know. Also, we still need some volunteers. If you just want to come help with it, um, we need some volunteers to run games. We need some volunteers to help serve the dinner and some volunteers to help set up the classrooms and that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in any of that, let me know. The other thing is we need a host family. We're having three guys from Trophy of Grace come, and they've been gracious enough to not ask to, for us to pay to put them in a hotel. They said if we find a host family, they'd be more than happy to stay Saturday night and Sunday night. So if you have a large empty house that you'd like some company for two nights, uh, let me know and we will get you the three guys names and they can come crash with you for two nights and you can hear all their hunting stories and that and we're going to feed them so you don't even have to worry about that but other than that uh, come next Sunday it'll be a lot of fun 2.30 to 7.30 this Thursday uh, owls you have your lunch at 12.30 here at church so for the older wiser Lutherans you're welcome to come to that uh, tomorrow's Bible study will be a video and then it's uh, Pastor Tim starting the Mormonism study on that when he gets back next week so you can come on Sunday mornings my new member class we meet tomorrow morning and I think everything else is in the bulletin so have a great week in the love of Christ talking to your God